With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I recently quit my job and took on a new venture in life. I recently quit my job and took on a new venture in life. Welcome to Music from People I Know, where I catch up with friends, past and present, and talk about our music, inspiration, and passions. With a 15-year professional career in the music industry, I have met a lot of cool and interesting people. I'm here to share our stories. All right, welcome to the show. Today I have Carrie White in the studio. We're uh, having some fun. We went down to Bud's Limited Parachute, and right here in Parachute, 104 Cardinal Way. And we got some weed. It's really cool, some really good stuff. I think we're probably going to smoke the lemon haze first. Oh, yeah, let's do it. So it's lemon, lemon haze sour diesel. Now, mind you, you have to be 21 and over to do, to partake in this. So, welcome to the show, Carrie. How's it going? It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. So, when you're uh, when you're first starting out, what what was life like? How how was it? Was it was it always like super cool and you know, or was it pretty rough? <laughs> well, I, I didn't grow up around here in Colorado. I grew up in Texas back and forth between trailer parks. So, you know, it's back and forth in between in and out. <laughs> so you did the trailer park thing. What was that? Well, it was the same two trailer parks back at, you know, across the street from each other. Oh, okay. So, so you knew both <laughs> neighborhoods really well. Yeah. My mom's just like, Oh, we're going to try this house out this year. And then next year we're going to move over to this one. <laughs> so did you, did you get to know the kids in the neighborhood? Was there like a, a big music scene going on and, you know, uh, down in Texas now, there wasn't really much going on on the music side. It wasn't until I got to Colorado that I got really into the music. So, so when were you introduced to music, and how were you introduced? Was it instrumentally or or vocally? <laughs> it was mainly vocally. The reason, like, I wanted to start writing and doing music in general is because I saw my dad. At, I was like sixteen. And he was up on stage playing a show for Dead, or he was part of Dead Day Dance, lead singer. And I was like, I want to do that. I saw the whole crowd enjoying it and had a good time. So that's once you had moved here, right? Yeah, that was around. Yeah, I moved here at like 15 or 16. And and for everybody, here is uh, Western Colorado. Yeah, Silk, Colorado is where I've been, you know, hiding out. <laughs> About 30 minutes up the road from me. Yeah, well, still beautiful <laughs> weather, just still cold. Okay. Yeah, in the wintertime. <laughs> Summertime, it's nice and, nice and perfect. <laughs> so... When you when you're like singing, where or rapping, or whatever it is we're doing, <laughs> where does that that take you? Like when you're in a microphone, where where do you go? Does it does it take you somewhere else, or are you focused on what what's what are you focusing on? And I guess is the question. Well, each song's different. Personally, for me, I try to put myself back in the moment of when I wrote that song because, you know, that's when the feelings were strongest about it. Try to stick to that, you know. All right. So so what was the first song that really grabbed you as a kid? Well, I grew up on <laughs> alternative rock, like Three Doors Down and Creed and Three Days Grace. Country, of course, was prevalent in Texas. So Garth Brooks was in there, Jason Aldean. But, uh, the first rap song that really got me was it was What's Happening by I think it was Method Man. Uh, that's a great song, dude. Yeah, I love that song. So <laughs> for, about it, dude. Just, what's happening? For me, it was uh, it was Dr. Dre was my first rap, and that was uh, Chronic 2000, the whole oh, album yeah, from beginning to end. That was <laughs> <clears throat> that was kind of the thing, you know, like. I, that was the first album, that, and then uh, Eminem's Marshall Eminem, Mathers. I, well, I could say Eminem had a big influence, too. But I, 
one of my mom's old boyfriends <laughs> used to listen to Eminem quite a bit, and I got into it through him. Yeah, he was all drugged up though. You know, not his newer stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of his newer stuff. I, I think he got too political. He doesn't belong in the political spectrum. Do you think? Uh, so, so one thing. We've started to work together. We're doing an album and working on a, a mixtape right now, and then in talks with trying to get some people to work some album stuff with us. And you're kind of discovering how much of a business that music really is. Do you think music belongs as a business, or do you think it should be more of a uh, an artist thing, like where people are a little more free and to do what they want? Well, it's kind of both. You got to have both sides of it. You can't just do one or the other. You can't have pleasure without paying for it first. You know what I mean? So you need the pain with the pleasure. Yeah, you're not gonna go on vacation if you didn't work for it. So, so you believe in hard work is like good for you? Yeah, hard work is good for you. Dedication, doing something you love, knowledge so, is power. <laughs> so, so what else do you do as an artist? Do you uh, do other things? Are you just a music, like a rapper, singer? Um, do you, do you paint? Do you draw? Do you? I uh, when I was in first grade, I used to draw a lot, but nowadays I'm I'm more of a gamer. Not gonna lie. <laughs> ah, you're a gamer. I am a gamer. I, I get down. So so, how do you like this this uh, sour lemon sour ha- or lemon haze sour diesel? That's pretty tasty. That is mm-hmm. pretty good. It's like. What's the percentage on that? Uh, what is it? It's twenty eight percent. Yeah. Right that's... around thirty is where you want it. Yeah, I I like the high percentage. It gets you. Twenty-five to thirty is perfect. Yeah. So so this lemon this lemon haze is lemon lemon haze sour diesel. Sorry, it's really hard to say it all. Delicious. Delicious. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Thank you, buds. Limited. In parachute. It's awesome. Yes. Thank you, guys. So, when you're uh when you're thinking about music and you're writing and you're in the mode of writing. Where do you get the inspiration? Where do you find it from? Is it from past events, current events, or is it just something that comes from the top of your mind? Um, some of it just comes off the top of my head. Most of it, I try to use words to I try to use words to express how I feel, but metaphorically, so it's not like unless you know me, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, or you personally have been through it. You know, I try to relate to everybody on a certain level. So. Your music, I instantly really clicked with you. You have like this like uh, persona that's really energetic, and you're you're really eager. Well, do you apply that eagerness to everything, or is it just really focused towards this music thing that you got going on right now? I'm trying to put it towards everything. You know, I've I've been in a rut for the past couple years, and I'm trying to pull myself out of it and get back to the things I love. And music is one of them. So, so what else do you love? I do like to go hiking. Something about a good hike, man, a cool breeze up the side of a mountain. It's one of my favorite things to do, getting outside. So uh, what are some of your favorite hikes around here in Colorado? I mainly just go up to the falls, and there's a big red mountain right behind it that you're not supposed to climb, but I climb it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're really not supposed to do quite a few things out here, like that hanging lake thing. I've never been up to Hanging Lake. It's too much of a hike for me. I'm too lazy for that shit. Well, you're not supposed to go under the falls up at Rifle Falls, but I do all the time. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you not allowed to get in the water? No, I mean, like, well, you could probably get in the water, but you can't go where we are. We're, like, right underneath where the waterfall is coming down. That doesn't sound very safe. It's fun, though. It's a beautiful spot, though. It is. You just bring a change of clothes if you do it. That's what I recommend. So, you know, you, you mentioned that you grew up in Texas yeah. and you lived here. Uh, you graduated from high school here, though, right? I did not graduate. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't think that you necessarily need a piece of paper that says you can complete a task oh, no. if you can prove that you can complete, complete a task. I got a piece of paper that says it. It's just not the diploma. <laughs> right. Okay. That's that's all that matters. You can complete a task. That's all that says. But but you did all that up here. So you've been up here since you were like sixteen, eighteen, somewhere around in there. I've been living up here since I was sixteen. Because you can legally choose in Texas which parents you want to live with. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's funny how uh, how different states have different custody rules. Yeah. So so was that was that like a battle between your parents or was that just like an understanding that they had? 
my mom was just like, if you want to move up there, go ahead. And my dad was like, we'd love to have you. So cool. So your dad, he's a tattoo artist and a musician yeah. and he's, he's been an artist for pretty much, I imagine most of his life. Most of his life. He uh, runs Mountain Ink Tattoo out in Glenwood Springs. You guys looking for work? <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you've, uh, been surrounded by artists has that influenced you in any way like what you listen to and how you write and your perspective on music and art in general oh most definitely i mean some of the people that aren't even artists that i know and hang around with have a great general aspect when it comes to music they just have a great understanding listen to a bunch of different stuff you know so being here and in texas how does that affect your style well, down in down in Texas, I say that's more the aggressive side. That's where you like grew up, you know, and you had to. You're always fighting in Texas. That's just how it is. Everybody's so aggressive down there. Colorado's more the laid back. That's why I'm still here. Yeah, you know, I found like L.A. is the same kind of aggressive. Maybe it's just like the big city. Have you done the Denver thing before? I have not, but I've actually thought about it in the past couple of years because you know I hear it's happening out there. Yeah, Denver is kind of like the hot spot. I've been out there for a few events. It's kind of cool, but it gets too people-y for me. I've become kind of a hermit. <laughs> like to sit in the hole and do nothing. Yeah, well, I don't well, just not do really nothing. nothing. I was about to say, man, not with, it, not with what you're doing. <laughs> I, I got lots of buttons to push. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of buttons to push, what's the lowdown on on run? Where did that come from, and how did that all work out? That one right there was just one of those that I just heard that beat and it just sort of came out of me. You know, I don't know where it came from. I ha I honestly couldn't tell you what it's related to in my own form right now because it's so fresh. Right. Well, where did it come from? Uh, it came from tunabeats.com. If you guys are looking to check out some dope beats, they definitely got what you need. Yeah, this is a, a really awesome track, by the way. Thank you. 
All right, that was run. Yeah. I hope you all like that. That was really like fun to record that. Did you have fun while you were recording that? Oh, I had a great time. I so, was literally yelling just at the top of my lungs trying to get the right sound. So so what was that like? Were you, it was one of your first experiences, right? This one right here? Yeah. So when you're when you're recording it, describe what you're seeing. <laughs> I basically see myself like trying to get away from everything that I left in Texas, to be honest. <laughs> so, so it's like, it's like basically just take what you can do and get moving. When I've, I've done the flight thing and, and I get it. Are you planning on staying here? Like, do you have other places that you've wanted to go to? Like, is it is it that this is like a stability point, or is there just opportunity? Uh, right now, I've got some opportunity. I got some op- the best opportunity I've had so far is to work with you, man. Doing a great job with the tracks, love it. Um, I'm definitely going to see more than just Colorado and Texas in my lifetime. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so, with the music, do you want to go on tour, and do you want to like perform in front of everybody across the country? If I had my way, I'd be on stage every night. There's just something about being up there, getting the crowd moving. I just love the way it feels. I've always loved it since the first time I got on stage. So, you know, something that I've always believed is that we're we're not much different than whores being musicians. <laughs> um, you know, I think that, you know, they sell their bodies and we're selling our souls. I think actually it could be worse. That You know, what's your thoughts? Do you think we're, we're selling something that's something that... Sh- I don't know where I'm going with this, really. I feel like more of the whore because I'm pretty much selling myself, which is the image of me. (laughs) Right. You know, everyone's going to see me out there out front and stuff like that. So it's kind of me selling myself. So kind of more of the whore than I guess. No soul to sell. (laughs) (laughs) We've sold our souls to the devil. By the way, this devil's lettuce is freaking kicking my ass. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Still the first one, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think we're going to spark up the second one now, though. The second one we've got here is uh, East Coast Sour Diesel. And again, they came from Bud's LTD and Parachute. And this is the East Coast Sour Diesel. The last one had some killer flavor. Like, did you catch that lemon zestiness in it? I did. It was uh, just a mix right there. It kind of tastes like a mix with Durban Poison. Not going to lie. Yeah, it had like this really nice spongy. And now I'm like really... Stuck on like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah, it is a beautiful day when you get stuck on whoa. Do you find like when you're rapping and you're you're doing music and stuff like that, and it doesn't just apply to the rap stuff because you've been in other bands too, right? Yeah, I've done a little bit of here like metal and I've done a little bit of country and some R&B I messed around with, but that was kind of rap. So so do you find that the pot kind of levels you out and keeps you so that everything is more focused? I do find that the marijuana does tend to help me relax and put my mind where I want it to be because I tend to be all over the place. It's hard for me to slow down and think. Right. Like, so in, in my world, I have a lot of things I'm doing at one time. Yeah. You know, and especially like with this show, I've got, you know, JK could see this. I got my my controller here, and then I've got a DJ controller, and then I've got a mixer and a couple of computers, and you know I got to keep track of where this is and where's that, and you know I got to press that button to make sure I'm in the right place, and you know make sure that the volume. Do you have concerns about that with your writing? Like, do you focus with like rhyme schemes, and you know is that or does it just come out? I put a lot of focus into the. Not so much as the rhyming, it's more of the message, but trying to use different words. I like to play with triple syllable words a lot. So you so you go with the syllable rhymes instead yeah. of so much the actual word more rhyme. More like what a, the sound that a word makes instead of like just trying to rhyme the word. <clears throat> oh, damn. This is good, dude. The East Coast Sour D. Yeah, this is, uh, this is, um, this is one of my favorites, by the way. Yeah. Any of the Ds are... I, I like the sour. Oh, that is bad. No, scratch that. Any of the sour diesels. 
<laughs> Not even just the regular D, it's the sour D. Yeah, it's got to be sweet and sour, bro. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, man, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah? Yeah, you'll like it. <laughs> so... When you're when you're like writing, Delicious. and you're thinking about these things, you know you're you're bringing up some pretty serious things. Like you're talking about the things that you're running from, and you yeah. know another song that that you know we're doing is about <laughs> you know keeping your shit together, right? That's what slow down's about, right? Yes. <laughs> Slow down, yeah. It's it's basically about keeping your shit together. It's like don't move too fast, man. Life will kick you in the ass, basically. Yeah, right. So keep your shit together and fucking yeah. get your shit done, right? Kind of got like a gangster feel to it. <laughs> yeah, I I really when when I start first heard you and you came into the studio, I said, oh, this kid's got his shit together. He's he, you have everything already. You're not sitting there with your phone in front of you while you're trying to rap. You don't have a piece of paper. You don't have any music. You have your shit memorized and. You know it, you've practiced it. Like, how long has it taken you to get this to this level with these tracks? One moment. Yeah, this is a... I really like this. That's this, definitely a diesel. Yeah, no, this is really nice. Yeah, I'd recommend that one. Yeah. Straight up. And this is a... If I remember correctly, this is a, on the $30 shelf? Yeah. Was it not? It was the second or third shelf up? I don't know. They got really good prices over there. I love boats. I go there every day, actually. <laughs> like, every single day I'm there. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous how I have, like, tons of these containers. I wish we can, like, recycle the containers. Like, yeah, I've got in. a whole box of those at home. Nothing but, to do with them. Like, back in the day, they used to be, like, gold, dude. If you had one of these when we were a kid, bro, like, your parents already knew you were... Like smoking weed. Well, yeah, like, but you, you like kept it forever because there wasn't that many. It was gold, bro. Yeah. You made sure to take off all the old script. <laughs> you cleaned it out real good to get off whatever it was in there. Yep. And then you fucking kept your shit. And now you just throw them away. You get so many of these things. I don't know. There's. I'm surprised there's not more sitting around here right now. <laughs> <laughs> but there is four of them because I, I bought some other stuff from there too earlier today. And... I was really good too. The the Chem I ninety five. That was that was what we smoked when we were getting everything all together. That <laughs> definitely helps. So what what was the motivation to do this project? I'm just trying to you know get my shit together personally in life, and it's something I've always wanted to do. And I see an opportunity, I'm going to take it. So there was like. How? What was the motivation to go to the music store? What was it that you were looking for when you went there <laughs> to get my number? I was uh, looking to buy, I think it's a sound processor that goes in between the laptop and the mixer to the USB for the microphone. Oh, so you were looking for one of these? Yeah. An audio interface? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the guy in the back heard me talking to him, and he, I went back there because he's playing the piano and said, what's up, and... Talked for a couple minutes. He's like, well, if you need a guy to record your rap stuff, he's done a couple people around here. He's been doing it most of his life, so you should call this guy. <laughs> so I texted you literally walking out of the store that day. <laughs> oh, wow. So so I get a text from my buddy John, who's been on the show. John Paul, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he's like, you're going to have a dude hit you up. He seems pretty cool, and you know, you should talk to him. And so... I don't know, it couldn't have been but maybe three minutes after I get this text, I get another text. And I'm at work. I'm like, oh, I can't really do much about this. Yeah. you know. And so I, I called him like right when I got off of work, and I'm like, what are you doing today? And what was your response? I had to do some work on my sister's car. Oh, that's right. But you gave me, an, you gave me a but. What was the but? I could come tomorrow, right? Yeah, I was like, but I can come tomorrow, man. I'll be... I'll be there, and he's like, 6 o'clock. I was like, okay, bet. Here I come. <laughs> so so you have this, like, dedication. Is that is that just, like, born to you, or did you? is that something that's new to you, and oh, you're, you're just applying it now? <laughs> Most of my family, in general, owns businesses and land around here. So it's pretty much in my blood to want to run my own thing and do my own thing and be my own boss and 
like I said, music is something I always I've always loved. I started out with metal, then I you know did a little country in Texas. That was mainly to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so why the switch to hip hop? Well, basically, I have recently started hanging out with just myself. So <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm gonna do hip hop and start writing all the stuff myself. And because I had a couple people that I was gonna start a band with, and that didn't pan out. And, I just got tired of waiting on everybody, you know? So, you know, hip-hop really is kind of a one-man kind of operation, but you do need, like, a a crew behind it, I've found. You know, I've been trying to do it for years. I'm just not quite the right person to do the right job. And I found that there's, (laughs) like, a certain person for the certain job. And I I think you fit the right role. Where do you think... uh, this is going to end up in 10, 15, 20 years. Where where, where do you end up with this? On stage. <laughs> so you plan on doing this forever and ever and ever. This is it. I plan on doing this until I literally can't walk onto the stage. Will you do it on crutches? I do it on crutches. Why the hell not, man? They got mic stands, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I guess they do for for sure, dude. <laughs> They just have to have a guy out there specifically moving it around for me as I cut <laughs> stuff tonight, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, we got a new position. It'll pay $15 an hour. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. You might get hit with a crutch. I'm sorry, man. I'm just moving. <laughs> so, so when you perform, how many, have you performed before in front of a, an audience? Oh, yeah. So what's the biggest audience you've performed for? I did Mesa Theater a long, long time ago. My homeboy, Arkansas. All right, all right. What was that show like? It was good. We got to open up. My homeboy, uh, Papa Cap, was also playing. It was his kind of thing. He got us in there. We got to do one song. Got up there and Cut Calhoun played after us. So, you know, there was there was a moderate crowd there. Not too big. You know how big that place is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's what, like a 400, 500 person? You know, I was about to say four or 500 people. Yeah. It's a mid-sized... If you get that full. <laughs> I'd say it's like a mid-sized venue at max capacity. Yeah. It's, a, it's pretty nice. If you haven't been there, check it out. The best show that I've ever done was in Newcastle, though, at the old bowling alley. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, that was fun, dude. They used to throw some pretty ra- pretty big ragers over there. I got to open for my dad. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Was, How old were you? I was like, dud. I was 17. You were 17. So yeah. you've been doing this for, for a long time. Yeah. Well, back then it was metal. So and I was just starting out trying to get into the music thing. So do you think you'll ever go back to a metal band? Yeah, I could do that. I mean, that'd be awesome. So so we're putting together like a set list and stuff like that. What do you think of some of the songs that we came up with? I think some of them are going to be interesting. <laughs> so so we, we did like, uh, I think we're going to end up doing like Macklemore. Yeah. No. Well, that, that'll be a good one. Yeah, that one always gets everyone moving. I, I personally like to beat myself. Right. What about what about the the Bob? The Bob. Uh, yeah, still, oh, or, we still we in this, still in this bitch. bitch. Yeah. See, that's that's more of a song, so I can like breathe. You know, there's not many words in that song. <laughs> Hopefully, that they feel it and just get moving, and I can get the crowd moving with it. What about throwing in Kill Switch? How do you feel about that? Yeah, that one that one's gonna be interesting to rap afterwards, but I'm gonna have a lot of fun with that one because that's one of my favorite songs. So so when you're listening to music, what are you listening to? What's the last thing that you were listening to today? I was listening to Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates, huh? Kevin Gates. Which track? <laughs> imagine that. Uh, imagine that. Yeah. What a great track, dude. I love that one. <laughs> and then it just kept going on, man. My <laughs> my favorite is Two Phones. I got two <laughs> phones. Well, that's everybody's favorite. <laughs> no, I, I can't lie, dude. That is hands down like my favorite fucking dirty, nasty ch- like trashy rap song period I like uh, some of Kevin's lyrics And the way his bass hits in most of the songs Yeah for sure it's all about that rumble uh, I just love something Something about the bass <laughs> I mean I got two 12s in my car so So I've got like tons of equipment here I don't listen to music while I'm driving It's well, kind of weird Why not? It's like the one time it's quiet for me so, so when you're driving, do you like you, you crank it up and like just jam it? Yeah, sometimes there's some of them that I just can't help myself but sing along to. You know, obviously I'm driving down the street. I don't think anyone can see me inside the car, but everybody can. I mean, I do like some days I'll drive while I'm listening to music, 
And those days I crank it up, and I'm fucking just clearly jamming the fuck out, dude. No, I jam out every day. Yeah, every day. Every day I jam out music. Jam out. Jam, yeah. jam the fuck out. Whether it's headphones or in my house or in my car. My neighbor <laughs> hates me. <laughs> so, so I've got a house across the street that's for sale. And every time somebody comes looking, I crank the music. <laughs> I actually witnessed this today. <laughs> <laughs> and then they typically get back in their car and leave. <laughs> if they can't handle it, you know, from the very beginning, they got to know what they're getting into, I believe. Right. We're trying to make sweet, beautiful music in here. And I don't want you disturbing a bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So so right now what's your what's the most important thing right now? Moving up. <laughs> what ladder? I just need to make more money, man. I need to make more music. I need to I just need to get moving. I need to do so something. So we got to get some money moves, huh? Yeah, I got to do something. Making money moves. <laughs> I I'm might all, use that. I'm all right with money moves. Yeah. Man, this joint here is fucking... That's the bee's knees right there, dude. That's the East Coast Sour Diesel. That's fucking... We've... we've that one's down to, like, roach status now. <laughs> Delicious. Oh, man. <coughs> oh, I forgot to mention. If you go down to, uh... To Bud's Limited and Parachute, and you mention the show to them... They give you a 420, 420 joint. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that only on 420, or is that just in general? That's If you mention the show at any time of the day, you can get their 420 special. Oh, what is the special? It's a 420 joint. They just give you a free joint? Well, no, it's a 420 joint. For, so a you joint. pay 420 for the joint? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What if I show up at 420? Well, they, they do that special every day of the week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. What's that special? What, the awesome special? The 420 special. I show up at 420 every it's day. A, it's a $4.20 $4. joint. Oh, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm all the way down in Silt, man. I can drive all the way up here. I think we got really pretty high off of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to deny that. Uh, <laughs> so throughout the years... Have you been, like, practicing and developing a style, or is it just something that comes natural? I'm still trying to find my sound right now, but I think that I'm starting to get it down. and It's kind of natural. My timing was always natural. I can just, like, hear a song and know exactly what I want to do with it. Choruses still elude me, though. <laughs> I think choruses elude a lot of rappers. It's definitely something I'm trying to work on right now. So I'm sure there's a book out there that you can read. There's probably about 15 or 20 of them. Yeah. thousand. Chorus for dummies. <laughs> yeah, they probably got like 10 of those. It's probably not a bad idea. Yeah, let's go check it out. <laughs> so do you play other instruments? Uh, no, I do not. I tried the guitar and the bass. I've, mm -hmm. I've messed around with the drums a little. So, so you tried them. You picked them up. Did you take lessons? No. No, no. <laughs> you just like, was it just like, this is just, no, this is stupid. No, no, I want to be the front man. No, you're the front man. I'm the front man. Yeah. You definitely have the energy. Yeah. I want to be the guy in, in front. You definitely <laughs> have the energy. Like you command the, you walked in the room and I was like, it, it's walked in. Here it is. <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like there's this thing about. I think a front man needs to have where there's a, a an aura and a vibe. And I believe you have it. Where does that come from? Is it something that you like were born with and you just kind of discovered or did it develop throughout the years and you kind of just were you always like the popular kid or were you kind of like the outcast in school? Or? Yeah, I was definitely the outcast side, but I still hung out with everybody. Right. You know, so it wasn't the one acceptable group. outcast. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knew me. You know, huh. I wasn't liked by the rednecks. I, I can't lie. But hmm. I grew up in Texas, so you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be kind of different. I mean, here it's fairly redneck here, but it's not the same kind of redneck. 
Yeah, well, I didn't grow up. I grew up in Texas, but I didn't grow up wearing cowboy boots. Yeah, they're in the next year that we smoke weed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're a little bit more chill. Like, yeah. hey, man, let's go hit the dirt road. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a redneck friend, man. He's awesome. <laughs> Shout out to Travis. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, hey, let's check out this other song. What's it? Uh, what What's the other song we got? This is Slow Down, and it was done by Sarah, produced in Nessio Beats. What was that? Nessio Beats? Nessio. Oh, Nessio. Right on. Shout yeah. out to those guys. They did a really great job on this track, too. They have so. awesome beats online, so check them out. Hashtag JK. Slow down. Yeah. Slow down. Don't move too fast. We're definitely slow right now. Yeah, definitely moving at a snail pace. Turtle, if you will. <laughs> I think it's like one notch above turtle. Because I think we're about to kick on the turtle now. Because the last two were sativas. And this one's a hybrid, so it's going to have more of the the indica slow down side. So we started really high. Now we're coming down. So again, thank you, Buds Limited and Parachute. Next one we're gonna light up is some Chemdog X. Ooh, I love Chemdog. I agree with that one. I forget what they cross it with. But it's crossed with something else really good. I think it's like Widow or something like that. The Kim Dog's enough for me in general. I just see Kim Dog on something, I yeah. recommend trying it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's crossed with. I'm not one of those people, but I do. I do notice like certain flavors, like that lemon haze. That was really good. It had like a super lemony flavor, right? Yeah, it was more zesty. 
That East Coast Sour Diesel, that, what was the flavor like on that one? That was kind of skunky. That was just diesel all the way. Yeah, for sure. That was definitely, it's it's still in my nose. It's like making me like want to sneeze. Yeah, I get stuck right here in the back of my throat. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's fuck, man. I'm stoned, bro. <laughs> That's what it sounds like in my head right now. <laughs> so, so what are your plans with the stage? Like, do you plan on being one of those guys that's like right up on the edge of the stage and like doing the thing out with the crowd and shit like that? Like, what what's your energy like on stage? I'm a completely different person I am than I am. It's just, I don't know. I get up there, I feel it, and I definitely try to get the crowd involved as much as possible. So so is there like a switch that flips like as yeah. you're walking up the stage? Yeah, pretty much. Is it just that moment or is it like an hour, two hours before? I try to put myself in the mood by not doing certain things and chilling by myself for like 30 minutes beforehand. So you're getting to experience my my flipped switch. I'm like, so earlier we were like kind of talking some stuff and and then all of a sudden I I looked at the time and it was like, oh, boom. And then all of a sudden became, okay, hey, check this, check that, boom, 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 boom. And I was telling you that I had, like, this nervous energy and stuff. Do you get that, like, the, the butterflies and, and the, the intense blood, like, blood feeling in your hands, the blood flow? and I get it in my legs. You get it in your legs? Yeah. Like, I want to bounce around. <laughs> yeah, you get bouncy. See, for me, it's like yeah. it gets into my hands. I guess that's because I'm a, I'm a musician, like, a, a guitar player or bass player upright bass player, trumpet player, it's all finger instruments. Yeah. So my fingers, they, like right now, I'm like, ah! Yeah, it's definitely a different feeling being up there and taking over. So <laughs> so what takes over you? What is that? I don't know how to describe it, honestly. Is it is it something from within? Is it like kind of an outside energy? It's just a way for me to try and send a message and see if anyone relates to the things I'm going through. Do you find that it's, like, dependent on, like, the the crowd? Oh, yeah. If the crowd's not feeling you, what's the point? Do you still follow through? Oh, yeah. I'll definitely get the show done either way. (laughs) I hate that. You know, I've done a few shows, like, when I was young, man. And even recently where it was, like, you know, three people. What's that feeling like? I've had somebody not do the show because there was only like three or four people out there because we were like openers. Right. And then it was just like, man, fuck it. We're not doing the show. Yeah. You were supposed to do the backup vocals and didn't. This Chemdog X is good, dude. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Yeah. It smells nice, too. It's got like a... I don't know. It's definitely got like that florally, like kick-ass diesel smell to it. I like it. I don't know. I've always been a fan of just smoking weed. I like it. All of it. Have you used any of the other products for pot? Like there's like the the creams and patches and, you know, edibles and cookies or I guess that falls into edibles, but... I've tried edibles. You know, someone's like, I got some brownies. I was like, well, yeah, I'm not going to say no to a free fucking brownie. Right. Who says no to a brownie? So I went back to California a while back, and I was there for like six months, and my buddies threw a uh, a, re- a reunion concert in downtown L.A., and I went, and they had this big old tray of free brownies. Did it have a sign that said free brownies? It said free brownies. Oh. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I was homeless at the time. I didn't have a place to crash, and I didn't have much money, and I saw brownies, and I said, I, I'm at a bar in downtown L.A. with my homies, and this dude brought a fucking tray of free brownies. I'm a mouth the fuck out of them motherfuckers, and I ate like eight of them, dude, maybe nine or ten, I don't know. I got on the bus on my way back to the valley, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> have you ever done stuff like that? The first time I did dabs, I could barely walk out to the car. 
<laughs> yeah, dabs, dude. Like back when they were fuck first you coming out, you know, and first starting out, my home, one of my homeboys was doing them. So, do you smoke before you perform? Yeah, most definitely. I smoke all day, every day. If if you can, do you smoke while you perform? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. Some okay. of the stuff I try to write takes a lot of energy. So you know, uh, one of the laws is, is if it's worked into your show, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have some fun. Yeah. So if it if it's worked into part of your act, then you can do it on stage. If it's legal in that state, it has to be legal. Well, we almost got them all on board for what I hear. Well, at this point, I think it's uh, nine that are legal, like we are, and then there's like twenty three total that have medical and. There's a bunch more that are on the docket to go legal. What do you think about all that? Is that a good idea? I think it's a great idea. Bring a lot of money in. So do you think it'll bring a lot more money in than putting them into jail? medical benefits. (coughs) I think it's better than putting them in jail. What do you think? Putting someone in jail for marijuana? Yeah. There's, There's no point in that. I was watching Alaska State Troopers, dude. They're locking up people for fucking having weed, bro. Yeah, there's... Prisons are overcrowded from what I hear, so what's the point in locking someone up for something like that? Like, that's a big deal. They're like, oh my god, they got some marijuana. We better watch out. This guy's got marijuana. (laughs) They should definitely take a look around. (laughs) I mean... There's worse things than marijuana out there. My opinion, alcohol is worse than marijuana. I find that it takes away a lot of my anxiety, man. Yeah, I agree. Like, I was pretty anxious right before the show came on, and then obviously when the show hits, you get into this thing. You were saying you can't really describe I don't know how to describe it. It's like this focus and this energy that just tells you to go. Yeah, comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it really does come out of nowhere, I think. Um, But I think, like, because I do have ADHD... Like, cannabis allows me to be able to focus in. And I've tried it several different ways. Like, I bought a cream, Mary's Medicinals from Buds Limited over there here in Parachute. Um, And that cream, it really works well. I have to use more than the recommended dose because I have such a high tolerance. Do you you have that kind of tolerance? I mean, you're hanging pretty tight with me right now, and we're on our third joint now. (laughs) Uh, like I said, I smoke pretty much all day, every day. So, so is it always that way? It was not always that way. I mean, down in Texas, it's different. So, so what's it like in Texas? In Texas, it's swag. I mean, I'm pretty sure that it's moved down there now, like this delicious kind we have up here. Right, but right. When I was growing up, it was not not good. It was all dirt weed. Yeah, it was all dirt weed. You get a bag and it smelled like grass. <laughs> so what what happened if you got caught with it? Did you ever get caught with it? No, I throw that shit. It's a little $20 bag of weed. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Peace. Huh? Peace. Peace? Yeah. Take the bag and toss it and say oh, yeah. peace. Yeah, I'm just out. Yeah. Yeah, wait. Or, you know, if they don't see me toss it, they just keep walking. So in L.A., they de- decriminalized it by the time I was, you know... 16 and then I turned 18 and they tur- they made it medical so we had really good bud and lucky it was still illegal for me to have it because I didn't have a medical license and so on and so forth but it was decriminalized so it was just a misdemeanor and I got caught with it like several times so many times that they told me that they were going to lock me up and they put me on probation for it and that's what brought me here yeah is that something similar to what's going on with you what, why I'm, why I'm here in Colorado? Yeah. No, I wanted to get to know my dad because I didn't know him for like the first 10 years of my life. All right, all right. So I started coming up here for the summers and stuff until I was like 16. I'm 10 on. Then I moved here at 16. Been here ever since. I moved back to Texas for like two years, but can't leave. Can't leave here? No. It's a Soper's curse. Yeah, I was <laughs> just going to ask you about the Soper's curse. Yeah, I definitely have Soper's curse. It's when... I'm so, never going to leave or succeed outside of the Rockies, but... So the Sopris curse is something along the lines of uh, the U- Indians uh, curse Sopris Mountain, which is in Carbondale, with uh, 
all the white men that live within the shadow of the mountain will not succeed outside of the shadow, correct? Yeah, but you can't leave. And you can't leave. I left in 2012 to L.A. I did terribly. I was homeless. But you're back. (laughs) I did homeless. I couldn't maintain a life at all. It was terrible. I stayed there for six months. I knew it was a really bad place. I got the fuck out. I got my shit together. I moved here to Colorado. Yeah, I've had some ups and downs, but I've been relatively stable ever since I came back to the shadow of the fucking mountain, bro. Mm-hmm. So, so do you believe in that curse? I do. <laughs> do you believe in curses in general? I'm gonna break the curse. You're gonna break it. Yeah, I I believe in curses, but I believe they can be broken. So, so I believe that that curse just only means that this has to be my home base. I can go and venture out like spiderweb style, but I have to come back here. So I'm gonna end up having like a place here somewhere. <laughs> and then I'm going to have like a little refuge. Everything's going bad. I need to go back to Colorado hey, that, for a visit. That's right. That's right. I need I need some Colorado love. Do you, yeah, right? do you have that connection here too? I do have that connection here. I got that connection with Texas too because I, lately I've been thinking about it. For the past like two weeks I've been thinking about Texas. I'm like, oh. I've kind of lost my California love. I've got, yeah. I got the love for the family and people that I have out there. But like the actual state itself is pretty chaotic, man. Yeah, I got to go see my mom. Yeah, L.A., I'm just not a fan of L.A., man. It's so crazy. There's so much. It's so fast-paced. Being here for so long, it's much slower. Is it? Did you have to make that adjustment when you got here? Well, I definitely did some stuff when I was younger that <laughs> probably shouldn't have. My dad punished accordingly. <laughs> uh, shit. Locked me in my room for two weeks one time. Brought me my food on a tray. <laughs> like I was in jail, bro. <laughs> Lock your ass up. Dude, just that experience made me not want to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, dude. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. It's been a real pleasure to have you here, and yeah, it's been no it's great working with you so far. Oh yeah, I look forward to hearing a lot more oh, from you. Definitely get something rolling here. Thanks for listening. Show your support by subscribing and sharing. Music from people I know. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.